The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. know the show you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and what matters to all of you out there is there is finally a super bowl game that is about to happen amongst two of the best nfl teams this year and there's no doubt in my mind that these are the two teams that deserve to be there they're the two teams that fought very hard probably some of the best football games that we've seen in terms of the entire playoff series, these young men should be commended for the effort they put forth. I mean, when it all started out, I mean, come on, who really knew at the beginning of the season the expectation of how good football would be? We thought we were all compromised by the work stoppage, the fact that, hey, when the games first started, everything looked a little ugly. They weren't as sharp. There were tackles that were missed. The game wasn't as physical. But I'm here to tell you we got our money's worth. They delivered. Appreciate it. Much to, uh, to, to, to my surprise, uh, this football season, when we watch those NFC and AFC, the championship series, if you will, the championship games, if you will, none of us could complain about anything. As a matter of fact, we forgot about how bad we thought football was when it first started. We forgot about how, if you will, I'm going to go there. Some people called it soft. The new game was, you know, the game wasn't as physical. You can't tell me this last game, these last games weren't as physical as we've seen in the National Football League. So I'm, I'm proud of the young men as they continue to carry the torch of the National Football League. Glad to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be joined. I mean, this is going to be a special show because, you know, it's that time of the year. If it's the Super Bowl, then it's time for the Player Network event. And we, of course, will be discussing the Player Network event. I got a couple of real special guests that are going to be joining before the show. I'm looking forward to to that happening. But I'll tell you what, it, it, was, it was some great football. I got I to gotta talk a little bit more about the game before we get into the P&E. Uh, of course, I'm going to have a couple callers, and uh, oh, that, that looks like somebody's trying to send me a message already. And uh, that message, I don't know what that message is, but anyway, uh, that's how you know this new technology thing. When when I got a message, the engineer shoot me a message that's on the screen, and I respond to them. So um, it was blinking. I clicked it on, nothing there. But I tell you what, when I clicked on the game, whew, I'm going to tell you what the Giants football game. The Giants, whew, the Giants, I don't want to talk about the Giants first because that's the NFC East. And I'm, I'm a little biased because of the NFL, NFC East because, of course, I participated. But then I do want to talk about the Ravens. 
and the Patriots. Because in my mind, deep, 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 deep down inside, to me, the Ravens still represent the Cleveland Browns. And until the Cleveland Browns are able to step up and make everybody forget about what happened 25 years ago, yes, 25 years ago, I still fresh in my mind. Because 25 years ago, championship weekend, I was preparing to get ready to play in a game that I thought was going to be my ticket to the Super Bowl. That's when I met Mr. Elway. And that's when, of course, the drive, is, which is still alive, certainly in my mind today, took place. But as a result of that, that's why I was on the Giants for a minute because I can't get the Giants up. Because the Giants, you know, they won in the NFC and they end up going to the Super Bowl. And uh, they end up playing uh, Denver and, and we didn't. But I can tell you what, as I watched the Browns, but not really the Browns, the Ravens play against the New England Patriots. You know, one thing about it, I wanted, I was rooting. I picked, you listened last week, I picked, who did I pick? You know who I picked. You know what I, you know what I did. You know, it didn't happen. You know, I, I, I really felt as if the Ravens could go in there and make it happen. But then again, Tom Brady didn't necessarily win this game. And, and, and the thing about it, the reason why I say Tom didn't, because Tom didn't lose this game either. Both of these games that were played came down to plays of which people will never forget. But as, as an athlete, somebody who's been there, done that, as a teammate, you're taught to be a teammate, you never want to point to one particular play. Tom threw a couple interceptions, okay? That didn't necessarily lose the game. The field goal kicker missed the game. That's not what lost the game that's what we saw that's what's going to stay in our minds you know everybody talks about the drive the drive didn't lose the game for for us 25 years ago hell we lost the game earlier and you know in in the second half but the fact of the matter is there are some plays that stick out and tom made some bad plays and but here's my point that i want to make about that ravens patriots game is when you got to play tom tom brady is probably the best quarterback to ever play joe I, I'm sorry, but I think I know Joe's four and zero in them Super Bowls, and 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 so if you want to just measure it on wins and losses, okay. And I know Joe had some great receivers back there and some great running backs back there. Roger Craig pick them up, put them down, you know. But but the thing about it, when Tom stand, if you want to mold a quarterback, it's Tom Brady. That, that's what the mold looks like. It looks like just look at Tom in in the pocket, and that's what a quarterback looks like. But but Tom Brady, when he has an off day, as bad as everybody said his defense was supposed to be, Tom Brady had an off day. That just shows you how good the New England Patriots really are because you hope that Tom Brady has an off day for you to beat him. Because when Tom is on the money, he's unbeatable. I mean, that's just the bottom line. If it's going to be a shootout still, Tom has more bullets than anybody else. And for some reason, I don't know his belt's got more bullets in it. I don't know how that happens. But but it does. If, if you want to shoot out with Tom Brady, you're going to lose. So you hope that you show up one day and Tom is off his game. But when Tom is off his game and you still don't beat him, that tells me that you didn't have the better team. And and so that's, in my mind, what happened in, in this game is the fact that when the Patriots showed up, the Ravens rolled into the stadium. The better team was the New England Patriots because Tom Brady wasn't even at his best. And the Ravens couldn't beat him. So the Ravens showed up with an inferior team. 
Now, I didn't want to say that about the Ravens because deep down inside, though, that's the Browns. When you peel the onion back, that's the Browns. And I wanted, you know, shout out to Ozzy. You know, wanted Ozzy as a GM to win. Wilbur Montgomery, the running back coach, wanted him to win. Ray Ray, frat brother, wanted him to win. You know, I, you know, for all the reasons why, you know, I'm a fan, I wanted my team to win, which was the Ravens. And they didn't. But I, I just want to share with all of you out there how good that New England Patriots team is. And that doesn't necessarily mean, because I got another show next week that I'm going to talk about, you know, who should win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to give up my pick right now. But I will say this to you. What I, what I want you to know is that game came down to a field goal. Now, I, I'm saying it wasn't a field goal kicker's fault. He didn't lose the game. But I also not, that's the, that's the team player in me. That's a, you know, I'm a former player, so I got to give it to you from a player's perspective. And we never blame the game on one play and on one player. You know, about after the drive, there was the fumble. So we ain't, we're not going to go there. I don't want to go there. But I'm just telling you, the kicker didn't lose the game. But, but I do want to say this. But the kicker was in a position that we as athletes, we dream about our entire life. We want that spotlight. We, we want that we we want that opportunity. You know, I call it the Michael Jordan project. You know, it's an experiment. The Michael Jordan experiment is what I call it, because what it is, it's like it's the person that you least expect to make the big play. He once in a lifetime may get that opportunity to make that big play. And can he deliver? You've dreamt about it. If you were there, you, I'm sorry, when you're a professional athlete. I don't don't ever let any of them tell you, well, I never really dreamed about the fact. No, because there was some point in time in your life where it was right there in front of you and you had to make a decision. You had to make a choice. And in making that decision and that choice, if you want to put your whole heart and soul into it, you visualized it. And if it's if it hadn't happened already and you got this picture in your head, then you're dreaming about it. And, and and that's what happened. They, 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 there, was, there was this there was this dream that took place, and this kicker was thinking about one day he might be in a position. And I don't even want to call his name out purposely. I got his name written right. I'm not going to call his name out because it's not his fault. This is just a hypothetical. This is just a dream that we all have. And he got that opportunity, and he didn't make that kick. So from all of us who are fans that, that dream about that opportunity, he lost the game. From a fan's perspective, he lost the game. But when you become a player and you're a player from a player's perspective, he didn't lose the game. But I, listen, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm not going to just talk about this all by myself. I'm going to talk about it with a friend. And, and let me tell you, many times I meet people I've never met in my life. But 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 then when I get a chance to meet him, you know, it's like on Facebook. We become friends. Once we meet once, and I make you, you we friends. But if you're a member of the fraternity, we automatically friends. And then if you if you're a part of the Big Ten, we even then we greater friends. So I got my man Brandon Grant. Brandon, you there? I'm I'm here, right? Can man, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, man. Big fella, how you doing, man? Doing, doing great, man. Doing great. Well, doing listen, great. listen. I, I tell you what. There's, there's a couple things and a couple reasons why I'm sure you're so excited. You know, and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you got a chance to play in the National Football League. But not only that, man. You got two Super Bowl rings, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Two, yeah. Two, yeah, two Super Bowl. Two. And 
Two with the Patriots. Woo, and I see I was just talking about how what life is like, you know, growing up and, and dreaming one day to be a professional athlete. Because may, we we may say, Well, no, we didn't dream about it, you know, our whole life, but there came a time where it was right there in front of you and you had to just take an opportunity to think about what it might be like. So that's a phantom of your imagination. That's somewhat of a dream. And so I'd like to know from you, Brandon, I mean, a, a man, an intelligent man that, that went to University of Purdue, very successful at Purdue, uh, you know, very successful in professional football. But this this dream of, you know, the reality that came true for you, the Super Bowl is right there in front of you. I think and just give us some idea what it's like the night before a game man, to sleep in the bed thinking about, you know what, if we win the game tomorrow, I get a chance to go to the Super Bowl because I was talking about a young man that missed a kick and I don't even want to bring his name up because as teammates, we don't put the blame on one player. But just that whole process of, man, I might get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. How did you feel, let's say, the first night of the first Super Bowl that you went to? Did you did you dream a little bit about, man, I'm, I'm here. I'm really here. Uh, you you know what it's uh it's funny um because uh you, I heard you you mentioned when you went to sleep and 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 that's that's kind of if you get a chance to go to sleep because I I remember just that kind of that that anxious feeling and that and that you know anxiety and an anxious feeling that overcame kind of that the night before when we went to our meeting and we had our meeting process and everything and and you know how it is you had the meetings the night night before games and. Um, I remember going back, and usually you try to relax and maybe get you a little snack or something, try to relax and watch a movie. Uh, and, and I remember just sitting there, and I could not, I could not, um, I could not relax. I had my eyes closed and everything, and I was just kind of anxious. And and uh, you know, eventually, I obviously went to sleep at some point. But but I remember you trying to force yourself to go to sleep, and because I just kept thinking about what was going to take place tomorrow and what time should I get up and. And am I gonna be prepared? Do I need to? Do I need to look through some films some more. Do I need to read my my playbook again? Although I knew I knew the stuff. I've been doing it for, you know, the first sixteen games of the season and in the playoffs. You still, you still were saying, "Hey, I'm gonna leave it all on the field." And if I need to do something tonight that's gonna prepare me for tomorrow, then then I need to do it. And and uh, I just remember just having a tough time sleeping that night. Really tough time. Yeah, and you know, I, I you know what? I, again, I. I myself, I remember 25 years ago for me, man, it was my first AFC championship game the night before, and I was, I was just thinking about it. But one particular moment I remember being in the locker room because it was a home game for us, and, and I remember Hanford Dixon and myself were the last two players in the locker room, and I remember me turning to Hanford and saying to him, you know, we called him Dick. Dick, you know, if, if we win this game on Monday, at the very least, there'll be somebody here that perhaps may be here to, to size our fingers for rings because we were going to get a ring and, and an AFC championship ring, you know, or Super Bowl championship ring once you get there and you win. But I remember mm -hmm. I remember that moment for me. And it was it was somewhat special. But 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 I thought about how close I was to it. And, and I say that because, again, leading up to and again, I'm not blaming it on the Ravens kicker. I don't even want to use his name. But could you imagine what it might be like to be in a position because those you got Super Bowl championship rings. OK, can you imagine what it might be like as a player? And what would you do if it were your kicker who had missed that kick? Would you, would you also embrace him? Is that what the Patriots way is also to embrace a person if they 
appear to be the one who lost the game? Was that the right thing to do as a player? And then I want you to say as a fan, what, what do you think most fans think on, the, on, on that one, Brandon? Well, I mean, I, the, the, look, there's no, there's no question that uh, at the pivotal moment in the game and, and as it came down to the pivotal moment happened to be this last field goal, um, and, you, and you know as being a player and what your coaches have taught you, every moment is pivotal. But, but from, from what we saw, it looked like the pivotal moment in the game was this, this, this last field goal. And um, for, him, for him to miss that, obviously that's, a, that's something that's gonna, he's going to take with him the rest of his life and, 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 and weigh down. Now, he can obviously come back and redeem himself by having some different things going on in his career. And, you know, he, 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 I'm sure he's done some things to get to this point that it's, that uh, unfortunately will will this will probably be what he remembers. Um, but from a teammate standpoint, I mean, you know, we all we always want to say that obviously there's <clears throat> many things that lead to the successful part of the game and and and, and wins and and we win together and we lose together. Now um, that's what we want to say. Reality may seek in and say <laughs> as, as as he comes in that locker room, I'm sure there's going to be some guys that are going to be pretty. Uh, opinionated and pretty pretty disappointed, and emotions are going to run, and some guys are going to be um, uh, upset of what happened um, in that in that case. But I think you know, um, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they all were banded as brothers be- before the game and after the game, and no matter what happened. Um, that, that's what a true team would be. Yes, and uh, so I hope that's what happened in that circumstance. Um, as a fan, obviously you're going to be very disappointed. Very, uh, you know that. You know they came into the game obviously high hopes and and coming to season high hopes and coming down to a pivotal moment and not to necessarily reach your goal. Fans are going to be disappointed. Uh, you know the the word fan comes from fanatic. So um, they're you know that they, they they have put a lot of heart and soul into this team and 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 what happens and so they're going to be you know a lot of disappointment in that in that stand. But, um, you know, we are a very forgiving society. And, and so, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, and I know you've seen I mentioned the guy's name. I think he, he you know, have an opportunity to, to redeem himself. I mean, um, it's unfortunate. And, you know, again, we don't know what would have happened. The, the, the kick would have tied the game, wouldn't have won the game. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think everybody had some – if, if all the players can go back and look and, and as, as – fans too you can go back and look and say i wish i could have something back and or if i had done something different at this moment things would be differently and um you know unfortunately that was kind of obviously spotlighted and 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 showcased on sunday night but uh i think he'll bounce back i think the fans again uh they'll be disappointed they'd be disappointed they lost by 45 points as well um but you know it, it came to be a pivotal moment and Unfortunately, it happens, it happens that way. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. If he hits the kick, then you know maybe maybe it's the Patriots guy that feels that way. So yes. Um, but but uh, that being said, you know I, again uh, there's going to be disappointment and on both sides and and um, somebody you know somebody's got to win and lose. But it just it was an unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I hate you hate to see anybody lose on something like that. Yeah, you're right Although about I'm that. I'm a Patriots fan, obviously. So um, yeah, I was I was going to get there. I was going to say that. Listen. <laughs> You know, but in this particular case, I'm dealing with somebody that I believe uh, at the end of the game there was a smile on your face, and uh, just, just give us some perspective. You and I, there's some similar background here. If nothing else, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon, you know, with the Patriots and the fact that 
young man there by the name of Josh McDaniels, uh, one of which you, you have a relationship with because of your time with Josh uh, in uh, New England as well as mm-hmm. uh, in Denver. And uh, yeah. you and him got a chance to, to win a couple Super Bowl rings together. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you just a little bit about that. You know your career in, in New England and the New England way. What what is the New England way, and and, and what contribution to the New England way did, did Josh contribute to? Um, you know I think I think uh, when I first got out there, I was I was drafted by San Diego originally, and um, I came out there after they had just won their first Super Bowl at the time. Brady, you know, had that that kind of run and everything, and they the Patriots that we know of now kind of were. In their in their uh, infancy stage, so um, you know I got out there then, and, and um, you know there was when I got out there, there was you know it was a group of guys out there that really 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 um, were dedicated to what uh, Bill Belichick was 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 trying to, to coach and teach, and it was kind of uh, one of those, the places the first place I really realized what made uh, team special and what made um, kind of having these standards and and and, and structure and, and you know people always say systems in place. Now people yes. say he's a system guy. Yes. Um, and really, what it, what really what a system is to me is everybody buying in to what's going on. I mean, guys can have systems and 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 diff, different coaching philosophies, but the system that was going on out there is everybody bought in. Everybody was one team. I don't know if you remember when. I don't know if they still do it, but you know when we did the announcements and they announced the game, announced the players, and they come out. Everybody came out together. We were New England Patriots. It wasn't here's Tom Brady and here's Deion Brandt, here's Wes Welker. It was it was the New England Patriots, and that wasn't fake. You know that was that wasn't for show. That wasn't that wasn't uh, um, you know something we just said we put on, and, and and that was that was real. And I think that that why they have been successful. I think that there was you know the group of guys that kind of bought in at an early stage, which is tough for people to do. And that example has been carried on throughout the years. Obviously, there's some integral people that are still there with Tom Brady being there and some other guys still around. And and obviously, the one key component is Bill Belichick still being there and the ownership still being there. But that standard and system is still in place. And um, they don't waver from it. That's that's the difference. They don't waver from it. No matter who comes in there, whether it's Ocho Cinco or, uh, you know, Haynes Words or whoever's coming in there, they don't waver from that. This is the system. This is what we do to, to, to win, and that's what makes the real difference. And, and you know, Josh, when Josh was was growing, coming in there, and he was growing as a coach, uh, same thing. He fit right in there and implemented those same systems. And uh, whether when he was a, the coordinator or quarterbacks coach, and and um, you know, did the same things. And and so it was. You know, they always talk about the Patriots having the ability to be able to plug and play guys. Well, everybody's been buying into the system the entire time, so. Once it's their turn to step up and play, it, it just you know I know my role, I know what I need to do, and 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 everybody's still buying in, and everybody's still part of this team, and uh, that's why they've had the success that they've been able to have. Yeah, and and you know they, they have had a lot of success, and uh, certainly uh, we have to admit, I mean this this is really a dynasty up there. Uh, it's live, we're seeing it. Uh, it's an example of I'm sure that the commitment to the program that the players buy into. Uh, buying to Coach Belichick, and 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 I I want to ask this question because people always talk about the fact that there's a certain type of player of which uh, you you know Bill Bill seeks out, 
and he and he brings into the program. You've been to you've been a part of the Broncos. You've been a part of the uh, the Patriots. You played ball there at Purdue University. Um, you played with players from different backgrounds. Is there something unique about the player, the teammates that you had in New England that separates them from any other teammates that you've had? Uh, you know what? No, I mean people ask me that all the time. I, I don't think so. I think um, you know, I think there's a lot of talent on on every team, and I think there's some teams. Don't have the structure, and 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 it's not when I say structure. I mean whether it's the coaching or systematic structure to pull it all together. And I don't think that there's, um, I don't think it's been demonstrated. At least the teams I've been on, it's been demonstrated to be able to pull together and have everybody buy into a common goal and a common system and a common program and a common team. I, you know, it, it, there's um, a lot of great individuals on a lot of teams, and and. But I don't think anybody's ever really bought in like the Patriots have been able to do and establish. And but I don't think it's anything unique to who the people that are themselves. I just think that they have been able to create a culture. This is what you do when you come here. And I think it shows. I mean, like I said, they don't they don't have a problem with taking a guy like Randy Moss in there, and he fit in the system really well. And whereas I know Randy, at some parts of his career, had different some difficulties fitting in and and. Um, being kind of considered a team player in some areas, and uh, or 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 a um, you know they, they they did the same thing with with uh, some other guys. They've done it over the years, and it's just been able to do that. And um, you know, again, a lot of it's a testament to the the ownership and and the owners and 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 what they kind of believe in and stand for. And then Belichick being able to carry that out, and again, some of the players that they've had around there, making sure that. As new people come in, we don't waver from this culture that we've, we've created and we've been proven to be successful. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, to me, it, it sounds like something that's unique, something special, and, and, and you can tell it's special because it shows up on paper looking special. And certainly those four Super Bowl rings that, that Tom and Bill has together shows that they definitely have something special. And, and I'm going to be honest, man, there must be something pretty special about you. You bought into that system. You seem to be a systems person, certainly function uh, quite well with within that system. And and I believe when you and I had a conversation the other day, you, you were talking to me about some of the things you were doing in life. And I want I want to just kind of segue into this this thing about making transitions and and the player network event of which you're going to be a part of this year and and certainly want to talk to you and have you talk to those people out there that are listening uh because it happens to every player at some point in time in our lives the transition how we go through it may be different where we end up we may end up in different you know parts of the world certainly doing different things in our life uh, the preparation may be different, but but certainly uh, you've made that transition. I believe you've done some things that we want to talk about. This player network event that's coming up, you're going to be there. Um, I understand that uh, there's a business of which uh, a business venture that you're involved in, and we want to talk a little bit about that. Why don't you share a little bit with with those that are listening about the new business venture that you're involved in, and and how that transition take place for you? Well, yeah, I wanted to go back to something you said, too. You said something about systems and, and, and being system. I, I'm an engineer. I was an engineering graduate from uh, Purdue, so I know what we, we love systems, man. That just, that, 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 that's, where, that's where I feel comfortable at, having systems and implementing them and, 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 and developing that because it's, it's just a, kind of a winning way of doing things, a successful way of doing things. But uh, that being said, uh, you talk about what I'm doing now. I actually, um, when I retired in 2000 and... 2010, um, 
you know, I made that transition and, and it was a decision I made that I wanted to retire and kind of go out, um, kind of go out on my own. And I'd had an injury a couple of years prior that I knew that wasn't going to keep me playing a lot longer. Um, you know, played nine years. So, um, did a lot of things, had a lot of fun and, uh, you know, made a transition that, you talked about where you're going to live. That wasn't the issue. I knew we were going to come back to uh, to Indianapolis, Indiana area, and uh, so that's that's where we, um, my wife and I, were both from the area, and obviously with Purdue connection and everything that we both went to Purdue. So that was kind of a kind of an easy decision for us to come back to here. A lot of family and friends, and and um, you know when I did when I did retire though, there was a, like you said, there was that. That uh, unfamiliar uh, situation I was put in of not having that structure and um, not having that uh, that uh, that go to where you know you had you had the systems in place and everything and and um, you know kind of be, kind of being free and and so there was a there was a time period where you you know you were making that transition and it's and it's no no different than making any kind of transition a career transition for for most people but. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, the big difference was I had a lot of options and, and, um, didn't want to make what I thought would be a wrong decision. And so I spent a lot of time doing a lot of research. Uh, you know, what did I want to go into? What, 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 what did I think was going to, uh, be able to make, uh, you know, Brandon Gorn have, uh, feel successful and feel fulfilled in his life. And, and, um, you know, searching for something that kind of gave me a purpose and, 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 I was um, introduced to a um, um, a brand, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, there was one thing I, I did kind of realize after doing my research is that, that I was fran- I thought franchising and being my own boss and being an entrepreneur was going to be kind of what would make sense to m- for me. Uh, you know, I had some experience with doing some things at some some larger companies, larger corporations. I didn't think the uh, you know, kind of being in that corporate world was going to be what fit and suited me best. Um, so I, you know, I looked in the, the franchise and I found a franchise named Marco's Pizza um, here out of it's out of Toledo, Ohio. But Marco's Pizza that I had been introduced to and, and made some sense and and did more research in it and liked what I saw. And we had a, a couple Marco's Pizza here locally in Indianapolis already. And you know, so I was able to try the product and and from a brand and and everything. I liked what I saw from where they were headed, where they were at, and where they were headed. And I wanted to kind of be on something that was not on necessarily on the ground level, but on the level that which had a lot of growth potential. And that's where Marcos kind of fit. And I also wanted to be involved with a brand that I thought um, saw the value of what I had done in the past and and who I was and some of the quality and characteristics that I would be able to bring to the table. Uh, you know, obviously I wouldn't be able to bring that I'm a 20 year, um, pizza manager. Or I wouldn't be able to bring the fact that I own, I've owned, um, uh, you know, 10 restaurants or anything like that. But what I could bring is the fact that I was, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, hard worker, uh, under, able to understand and, and, and develop leadership and, and, uh, you know, qualities that I had developed from playing, that were going to translate well into what I was going to be doing. And Marco's, I felt, understood that and was a, was a good transition for me. And since then, I've, you know, I've opened up uh, two stores, uh, partnering with the area rep in, as far as Indianapolis, which is a total of 20 or 60-store territory, um, built out of 60-store territory. So uh, very involved, and it's uh, 
been been a good transition, you know, within the last year and a half. Yeah, I'd like everybody to know, uh, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network, and, and we're talking to uh, Brandon Gorin, a, a former offensive tackle for the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos, of course, a Purdue grad, and, and just sharing some information with you all about his transition and his life in, in the National Football League. And Brandon, let me let me ask you something, if I will. Uh, when it when it came down to the point where you realized that perhaps maybe mm, it might be time for me to hang the cleats up, put the helmet on the you know on the trophy case, uh, was that an yeah. easy transition for you? How was that? Was there any fear that was involved in that? Just the reality setting in of man, it may be my time may be over. What or was that something that you, of course, you embraced it and said, "Listen, I got to go. I just got to go." You know, um, fortunately, um, you know, I think I think that I was able to embrace it from a position of of kind of accepting and, and using it to kind of empower what I was going to make, making some decisions and, and moving on in life. Um, but there's obviously there was a lot of uh, kind of fear and, and uncertainty about what I was going to be doing and how that was going to make me feel not being able to play the game that I, I loved for so long. Um, you know that, and so that there's obviously that fear, that uncertainty. Yeah, you know, you just you just don't know how how am I going to respond? How am I going to? I've been successful at this one aspect of my life. How is that going to transition to to my next career? Transition to my you know my my, my life as, as a whole. Uh, you know, God willing, you got many more years to live, and you know you play football for uh, you know including college, maybe you know fifteen of those years. So so what what are you going to do? How is that going to work? Are you going to be able to have the same attain the same level of success? Uh, so all those fears and everything kind of creeps in, you know. Obviously, that's that's doubt, and that's what we do with ourselves. And and so that 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 thing, there was no lack of that in in that decision. And no no, you know, I there was at many points in that my in that decision making that I questioned whether or not I, you know, should I go back? Should I try to play another year? Um, you know, and at some point I kind of became at peace with the decision that I made and to, to step away from the game. You know, I was doing it on my own decision. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't forced out. I wasn't. Um, wasn't because I had an injury or anything. And so I felt comfortable with that decision. And you know, then it was just time to say, "Hey, what what am I going to do now to make sure I, I, you know, I feel the same way about my next thirty years as I did my first thirty years in my in my, my football career?" And um, so now that's what I'm doing now. You know, I mean, just making that transition. Uh, you know, making things happen, try, trying to uh, develop and learn, and it wasn't an easy switch or easy easy transition by any means. But um, you know, you try all you all you can do is kind of put forth that same effort that I was able to put forth in playing football, and I, I have no doubt that I'll be su- successful in what I'm doing now, well, and have the same kind of uh, impact, and have the same kind of um, uh, be able to look back on it. Like I said, you know, 20 years from now, and say I made the right decision. Well, Brandon, let me say this just from what I know about you, because I've watched the Patriots for many years, man. I can tell you what, if that pizza is half as good as you were on the field, you're going to be real good. (laughs) (laughs) Next next 20 years, next 30 years is going to be real good for you and your family. Well, listen, I'd like to thank you for calling us. Listen, you can call in and join us anytime you want to. I look forward to seeing you at the Player Network event, of course. In 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 Indy, you probably gonna bring some pizzas there too. Am I correct? Oh yeah, Ray. Now I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, well, we we actually are. We are going to uh, we're gonna make some in there right for you. And now I'm not gonna make any of them, but 
Well, I'm gonna be talking. Okay. I'm be talking and, and, and wearing a nice suit and look at, trying to look good. But okay. Well, I tell no, you we're what, gonna, we're gonna be in there making some good pizza. Hopefully, you can you know be able to, if, if if you only had a way you can make your your, your listeners smell it. Well, that, that's what you need. Figure out that. Here's that what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. When I when you're when you're there on stage being interviewed, we'll make sure that you get a chance to bring a piece up there, and somebody will bite on that piece, and the look on their face is going to be a look of it's irresistible. You got to go get one. So listen, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing you, and I know who you're rooting for in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm going to wait yeah. for my pig. My pig is mm, I'm not going to tell you, but uh, when we get there, I'm sure we'll have a whole lot of fun. No, I, I'm looking forward to it, Ray, and I appreciate you being a, uh, having me spend some time here this evening. And like I said, I I uh, appreciate, look forward to seeing you come come next week. Well, thank you for being the man you were and handling your business on the field as well as off the field. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. That, of course, was my man, my friend. Brandon Gorin, offensive tackle for the New England Patriots, and I'm gonna say the Denver Broncos. But he's a good man, and they got good pizza. You gotta check it out, Marcos. But we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back you hear that music you know the show you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network and uh man i'm in phoenix living like it matters and uh just had a great time. You know, it, for me, it, there is just something special when I have a chance to speak to young men that are part of this fraternity 
of which I'm a member of, uh, you, you used to hear so many negative things. And sometimes you still do hear so many negative things about professional athletes. That is just so heartwarming to talk to a young man as accomplished as Brandon Gorin is. And I, I just appreciate him because he definitely is handling his business on the field and off the field. And, of course, uh, the Player Network event, which will be held, the 12th annual Player Network event will be held at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, Indiana, on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Of course, that's going to be from uh, 2 to 6 p.m. I'll get you the rest of the information, of course. Uh, and it's an exclusive event for former and current players that are preparing themselves for that transition. Uh, a transition that's inevitable. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for everybody. It happens at different stages in, in your life. This so happens to be uh, a program, a career fair, if you will, for for the guys that played at the professional level. Uh, but it's something that's needed at, at every level. And so I, I just I, I want to commend, thank, you know, the NFL alumni for for the great partnership they've developed with with Troop 21 and and the support that the National Football League also lends to um, this this event, if you will, uh, at the Super Bowl every year. It, it's it's a, an event for players in particular. Of all the other social events that are going on, there's not one that's player focused. Uh, that's that's a networking opportunity. And and those of you out there that not familiar what you do in a network environment is it's not where you go there and you you know people are seeking your autograph, people are are are, are seeking your level of expertise, and in, in a certain field, um, a certain industry where you might be you know uh, you might be an expert in a certain industry you know and and if you're not if you're looking for opportunities entrepreneurship opportunities if you want to continue your education. Uh, if you're looking for internships, uh, if if you are, uh, as as uh, we just had on, of course, Brandon, and Brandon's a franchisee. You know, he owns his own Marco's Pizza. Uh, so it's just a tremendous opportunity for you to look, seek, and find an opportunity to extend this lifestyle that uh, professional football has allowed you to enjoy. And uh, now, that's a good way for me to segue into, uh, there's a great university out there, University of Penn, and uh they got a great MBA program over there at Wharton and a lot of, you know, outstanding people that are dedicated to, you know, helping people live nice lifestyles. <laughs> and so uh, the National Football League allows people to live a nice lifestyle, too. And, and one young man that, you know, that I've been waiting to have a conversation with this man because he's been doing so many great things. Former ball player himself at Duke University, you know. Uh, prestigious attorney, you know, been recognized by Sport Business Journal, you know, did some great things at, at AOL and now over there, uh, at Wharton, um, you know, where, where there's a, a, a program going over there, a think tank going over there and he's involved and that's, that's Derek Higgins. Derek, are you with me? I am, Ray. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm listening to you to speak to some parts of my, my bio and uh i must be getting old <laughs> <laughs> well you've accomplished a lot man in a short period of time you're still a young man and and you and i laughed about one of my friends uh, from from the hall of fame city uh fonda williams and he's accomplished a lot too so duke university you guys have done some great things there but you're you're doing great things now over there uh you know at warden and and, and warden and the, the alumni uh, together are doing some things, and there's a special uh, program that's going to happen at PNE that you're going to be involved in. Of course, PNE being a player network event at the Super Bowl. C can you share a little bit about that with us? 
Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, so I, I'm, I'm the managing director of the Wharton Sports Business Initiative, which is essentially a, a research-based uh, think tank housed at the Wharton School at uh, at UPenn. It's a it's a rather unique um, uh, research center, if you will, and uh, a few things that we do are provide programming uh, like what we'll see uh, at Super Bowl, along with specialized. Uh, Educational programs, executive educational programs, and and others for for uh, both young people from the at the high school level, uh, collegiate level, as well as um, professional athletes and former professional athletes, uh, among many other things. Um, social impact focus on how we can utilize uh, sports globally to uh, improve the lives of uh, the. the of people all over the world, whether that's uh, through you know World Cup and Olympics, as we looked at um, South Africa and um, and beyond. So those are just some of the things that we do um, at the Wharton School. And so, uh, as part of our uh, State of the Business of Sports series of programming that we have at major sporting events around uh, around the country, um, Super Bowl, NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, Final Four and others, uh, we decided to collaborate with uh, Guy and Troop 21 and the uh, NFL alumni on this particular uh, program. From the time that I was at the NFL, uh, when I was in the legal office working with uh, with Guy, I was always a fan of when uh, we initiated the player networking event under under Guy's tutelage and, and inspiration. And I'm just excited that here we are 12 years later, and I, I can't believe it's been that long, but that it's still going on and stronger than ever um, and just so excited about it. And it fits perfectly with what we do at the Wharton School from the perspective of educating players and former players. So when Guy and I first talked about the concept, it made perfect sense so, you know, we're excited. We'll have Brandon, who you just had on the show. Brandon will be one of our panelists as we talk about um, issues related to, to players uh, beyond the field. Um, we'll have one of our Wharton lecturers, Maura Teherapur, who will actually be moderating the session. We'll also have Donald Strickland, who you probably know as well, who has a company called Visionary Moments. Yes. And um, and uh, and we're just really, uh, really excited to uh, to have that. Uh, we'll have Spencer Tillman um, as well who will be uh, participating. And uh, as we have two panel discussions, we have the one with the players and then a second one uh, that will be focused really on specifically the business of the NFL, which will have uh, a representative from ESPN, Leah LaPlaca. Uh, we'll have another Wharton professor who uh, you may know as well, uh, used to work as VP of player personnel for the Packers, Andrew, Bl- Andrew Brandt who um, really helped to put together a good portion of that Green Bay Packers team that won the Super Bowl last year. Yes. And uh, and Andy is uh, one of our professors here at Wharton now, and we'll likely have uh, a representative from the league office that will be speaking as well. So we're pretty excited about the lineup of the two panels, and, again, it just ties in directly with everything that uh, that the P&E is all about, and we're happy to support uh, either current or former players and their education outside of uh, playing football. Well, Derek, one thing for sure, uh, when you listen to the show a little bit, if you caught a little bit of the show earlier, I, I was talking to Brandon. One of the things we talked about is we talked about this thing called fear. 
and and just the fear of the transition itself. Now, I happen to know there's a lot of young men out there, and, and that old stereotype that's been put to rest about the dumb jocks. But but hey, let's be honest here. You're talking about a very prestigious university here. We're talking about an Ivy League university. We're talking about Wharton. Uh, give me some idea, and, and, and if you will, share with, with those players out there that may be considering but may be fearful of the fact that if they could be successful in this program that, of course, Warden is offering to some of these players. Share with us um, and, 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 and deliver with them a comfort zone to let them know, hey, this is something that a player can come into this program regardless of what university you went to, and you can be successful if you apply yourself. Well, there's there's no question about it. You know, there's, there is a... Uh, it, we believe that everyone who uh, decides to come and participate in any educational program at uh, at Wharton uh, can be successful if they if they put their minds to it. And so the program that we have had, uh, I think, for the last six years, last year with the lockout, we did not have, but we'll have back a, back again for uh, for the NFL. Uh, focuses on a number of things uh, outside of. Of, of playing for that transition, and it's to make sure that as players have uh, have an eye towards that that next step um, after their career, as well as during their careers, they're looking at different business opportunities. Um, they you know they really look to utilize the appropriate resources around them uh, so that they can be successful. But there's no question that anybody that comes and and uh, and applies himself and, and really focuses uh, can take home tremendous lessons, whether or not it's about financial management and whether or not it's about general management and leadership, uh, specifically about negotiations, uh, all of those different um, things that uh, that we focus on. And I, you, there was a word that you used that I, I wanted to reemphasize that word because I think uh, there are many players out there that, that part of the mistakes that, that happen to us as players is because we don't take advantage of resources that are there. And so basically this, this program is a resource that's available for the majority of the current players in particular, if I'm not mistaken, is this information shared with those players throughout the season? How do they find out, current or former players, find out about the program? There, there's messaging that comes out through, uh, through Troy Vincent's uh, office, uh, through player, uh, player programs, I believe is the current uh, name of the, uh, the group. But uh, Troy's group sends out regular messaging to the players uh, to uh, inform them about the program and what they need to do to uh, to participate, um, but uh, but players certainly can reach out to to Troy Vincent and um, and, and inquire about the program specifically and and its components. Well, I, I can tell you something. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that that the league has has grown and and it's, it's matured, if you will, in terms of the offering and the support systems that are in place. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I, I have to take the time out. To, to ask you this question. I'm aware of the fact that you have a special project that's near and dear to your heart. I did not get a chance to see it, but I certainly want you to share with the audience because I want to make as many people aware of this project because I, you know, I'm one of those individuals. I'm an African-American man that got a chance to play football in the National Football League, but I, I believe you have a special project, and I want you to share with, with our listeners out there, if you will, before you go, a little bit about that project. Well, that sounds great. Well, you know, I want to take a step back and and, uh, and piggyback on what you said about what the league has been doing to support players. And I think that uh, yeah, I first have to um, you know uh, give Roger uh, and Troy uh, both in particular uh, big pats on the back for what they're what they're doing. You know, one of the things we're doing in addition to the executive ed program we've had for 
for players and former players is having a uh, a program specifically for the um, player development um, resources at uh, at the team level. And so that's an extension. We talk, as we talk about resources, they are, as you know, Ray, you know, the primary resource for, for players, uh, at each team. And so we have put together with, with Troy's guidance a specific program for, for them so that they can be better and better informed resources for the players. So it's, so it's gone beyond just the players to then also to, um, you know, to the, you know, to the folks at the team level, which I think is very important. And the other thing that we're actually starting with, um, uh, with, uh, with the league is a prep leadership program. So this summer we are going to have, uh, 36 students, high school, uh, top student athletes, 18 girls and 18 boys, uh, top level student athletes, and we'll have a three day leadership program that focuses on many of the things that um, that we were already uh, talking about, but identifying them at an early age and, and helping to give them the tools and resources to be successful um, in the future. But but to to go to your more recent question about the uh, the project, uh, Third and Long was a, a documentary film uh, that I was one of the uh, executive producers for. It aired on CBS. Um, in two parts on uh, December 17th and then on Christmas Day on the 25th with uh, with re-airs on CBS Sportsnet. And it really was uh, the history of African Americans in professional football. And it was very well received from um, from a number of people, uh, including, I'll say, you know, uh, current and former players that um, will say that, uh, you know, for, I'll say, the older players, the more mature players, former players, <laughs> Watch that, it. you know, it's nice that they had their voices Heard um, and and were able to be you know able to convey their stories and for the uh, current players that we heard from you know many stories that they just were unfamiliar with and it was a great opportunity for them to learn their history. Well, again, Derek, you you said that program will be re-aired coming up soon again. So if you can please give those folks out there again that date and that time because I don't want to miss it this time. We we don't have the uh, the the additional dates for when it will uh, re-air. Uh, it will be on the NFL Network, and as soon as uh, we have those dates, we can uh, certainly let you know so that you can let your viewers know. Well, uh, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for joining me, taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, I certainly appreciate the fact that, that you and the league is giving the older guys, the alumni, an opportunity to take advantage of some of the supportive uh, programs that you have in place as well. So I look forward to seeing you at the NFL Alumni Player Network event, the 12th annual Player Network event. Of course, that's going to be in Indianapolis. So thank you so much for your, for your call there, uh, Derek, and uh, you and I will be in touch. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Ray. Okay, thanks a lot. I believe I got a chance to take one more call. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Cornelius, is Cornelius there? Yeah, right here. Hey, Cornelius, how you doing there, man? Very, very good. Well, very good. listen, we're, we're talking about the Super Bowl and all those things. Uh, give me an idea. Is there a chance you're going to be down there working on the Super Bowl like you've been in the past few years of your life? Yeah, it's been a, I had a good, I've been having a good run this past decade. I've uh, been working the last six of the last ten Super Bowls, and and uh, right now I'm on call for it because I have other things in uh, measuring up. But uh, it's one that you don't want to miss. But I, I was fortunate to be the one in, uh, in Phoenix when they played. 
in, uh, in the Super Bowl together, well, both these teams. So, and well, uh, I, I kind of expect the same thing to happen. Well, this is listen. This is going to be a replay. So, they, if it's going to be a replay, all the things that were in place the last time should be in place. So, I'm going to see if I can put in a call. See if I what kind of pull I got to get you there. <laughs> Which don't don't depend <laughs> don't depend on that, Cornelius. But listen, real fast because it's almost time for us to go. We got about two more minutes. Yeah. This season, I mean, did it end up really the way you thought it was in terms of the quality of football? You know, there was a work stoppage. You know, the end result has been we had a great championship series. Uh, and, and I think the people got their money's worth. I don't think they were let down at the beginning. Maybe. But, man, yeah. I'm happy. Right. I'm happy today. How about yourself? Well, I, I would say the beginning of the year, I think a lot of teams had injuries. I think it, it staggered teams. Uh, the Giants, great example. They were able to fight through it. Steelers were smashed with injuries, and they fought through with a nice record. But uh, teams just seemed to be unbalanced, um, and, and whoever got hot and, and maintained it, uh, I, I think the strike did affect the, a lot of teams. Uh, some teams probably could have emerged this year. Um, but the cream did rise to the top, uh, as you saw in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Niners were a team that was on the move. We, we, you saw it coming. We didn't know it was going to be this amazing. No, I don't think it. No, I'm not. I'm not going to agree with you on that one. I, it, they they were on the move, but I don't think they were expected to move that fast, particularly with a new rookie coach that had never coached in the NFL before. Uh, on the disappointing side, I think the Philadelphia Eagles were probably the most disappointing team. Uh, but but the fact that New England is there. Uh, I don't think that surprised many people. I think it was either England or the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots right. or the Ravens. Ray, the Eagles were affected by the strike. There's no doubt. I mean, this is a team that... Well, but they were. They may have been affected by the strike, but I think they were still disappointing because a lot of people expected because there was so much talent. A lot of times right. talent can win ball games, but then you also got to put time in the classroom, in the film room, and they didn't have enough time no. to, for that system. I, uh, the league is a lot stronger. Teams are a lot better. Um, I still wonder what's going to happen with Peyton Manning. Um, if, is, is it Arizona? Is it Miami? I think those are the only two places. Uh, could it be the Jets? Maybe. You know, New York is, you know, the Mannings in New York. Well, uh, but I do think he's not staying in, in, uh, in, in Indianapolis. I think he's gone. Well, I think he's moving on. Well, Cornelius, I tell you what, man, you know how it is. We have to move on to you heard that music. You guys are doing a great job with Voice America Kids over there, but I'm not going to let you off before you go. You think Peyton's going away. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be the same result. I, I really believe it's, uh, defense is going to, you know, slow down the game a little bit. I think that matchups, the Giants provide, um, a, a difficult task for the, uh, Patriots. They just have matchups too, but in overall, it's going to be another close one, another Giant victory. Sounds like a Manny man. Okay, hey, you've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. 